I'm Colt Shaw, East Coast reporter for New Project Media, and welcome to this week's MPM Interconnections podcast. The New Jersey-based developer Solar Landscape was far and away the big winner in the state's first two pilot years for community solar. The company has some 70 projects built or under construction and is responsible for eight of the 14 active projects in New Jersey at the moment. The New Jersey Board of Public Utilities is readying its straw proposal to establish its permanent program, and that is expected to drop this quarter. With that in mind, we welcome Solar Landscape's Executive Vice President for Engagement, Brendan Shank, to discuss the past, present, and future of community solar in the Garden State. All right, welcome, Brendan. I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your your morning to chat with us about community solar in New Jersey. And um, yeah, just really excited to have you on and and hear your thoughts about the uh, permanent program coming together. Thrilled to be here. Thanks, Cole. Absolutely. Um, We can kind of just jump right in. Obviously, Solar Landscape is a huge name in New Jersey community solar. I was kind of hoping you might be able to just run us through kind of the history and just kind of bring us up to the present day, how you guys got here. Yeah, sure. So Solar Landscape as a company has uh, been around for about 10 years now. In fact, 10 years, they were uh, founded by um, our CEO and uh, COO. Our CEO, uh, Sean Keegan, and COO, Corey Gross, uh, started the company, and they were they were the ones up on the roof installing panels um, and really started as a solar construction company. And as the uh, sector has evolved, so has solar landscape. So started off as solar construction and then went into development, and now uh, we're owning and operating the largest clean energy portfolio specifically designed for low to demand low to moderate income households uh, nationally, thanks to New Jersey's community solar platform. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I believe last year you guys uh, were you guys were the, the biggest winner for the first two years of the pilot program. Is that correct? That's correct. We for last year they announced uh, the the um, applications that were approved for year two of the community solar energy pilot program. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were approved to proceed on 46 projects um, across the state here in New Jersey. Gotcha. So I guess, um, you know, far and away, I think you guys had, uh, was it last year, uh, uh, 46 of the uh, 50 megawatts that you got, 46 projects of the 50 total that were uh, approved last year. is that correct? I think I well, there were more than 50 uh, approved. Oh, proposed I, by I, Solar Landscape. Yeah, have- yeah. We, uh, I think, I, I honestly don't remember uh, the total number of submissions that were approved to uh, to the BPU overall, but uh, we were uh, um, a considerable chunk of them. And uh, very exciting is that in year the year one projects, we were awarded uh, eight of those projects, and all of those are currently operational generating um 20 megawatts of uh, community solar capacity in New Jersey. Yeah. And those two years combined, I believe you guys are, uh, you know, the, the leader at this point uh, for the pilot program. What do you kind of attribute your guys early success to um, in New Jersey? And what do you think it kind of comes down to? What do you think the difference maker has been uh, in your proposals? Well, first, I want to throw a huge shout out to the uh, community solar pro- program that's administrated by the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities, uh, because what that program has done really well is promoted nationally the idea of clean energy equity, the idea that people who are on the front lines of climate change, the people who are being burdened the most, really deserve 
a weapon in the fight against climate change so that not only are if if they're going to be impacted those frontline communities who are bearing the brunt of public health impacts of asthma um if you look at the number of 90 plus degree days that the the city of newark in new jersey has experienced so like this summer um is way over the the average um even throughout the state but then also probably nationally um and these are people who, you know, are bearing these impacts, but haven't had access to real ways to actually fight climate change. So the idea that clean energy equity gives them an opportunity to fight it by using solar panels without putting solar panels on their home, or if they live in a multifamily dwelling, or if they don't own their home, for a lot of people, these have been barriers in, in addition to like financial resources and FICA scores. Uh, those have been real barriers to entering a clean energy economy for lots of households across New Jersey and across the country. Uh, so one of the visions uh, that I think makes New Jersey a leader in community solar is that creating that access uh, for people who have been passed up. You know, I think about it like if you're driving along uh, the New Jersey Turnpike in, a, in an older car and you get passed by by a Tesla, you know, it's another way there. You don't have the same resources to fight climate change that people who have more resources do. So the, the emphasis on clean energy equity and providing solar to entire populations who haven't had it before is a, a really important part of the, the, the program. And we're excited to be part of that, uh, that growth. Um, in New Jersey to be able to welcome people to what it means to be using clean energy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of their scoring rubric, uh, I believe, right? At least it has been for the two pilot programs. That's exactly right. Um, the The application process and the scoring rubric does prioritize access for the low to moderate income households. And just in that, it uh, prioritizes providing 51% uh, or more of the energy produced to low to moderate income households. And now what you see is their states emulating the same places like California, um, Illinois, and Maryland are, are taking a look at the same kind of clean energy access that uh, New Jersey has really modeled for the rest of the country. Are you guys active in any other states at the moment, or is it uh, mostly Jersey at this point? Uh, we are looking into other states and having having conversations there. We haven't uh, begun um, installations in in some of those states, but uh, it's certainly what we're excited about is that that New Jersey has given us the opportunity to create a a model not just on the policy side, but also on the installation side for this. Um, what for, for those of uh, your listeners who don't know um, and who can't see my virtual background as we're speaking, is that uh, solar landscape um, puts ginormous uh, installations down on top of commercial uh, warehouses and logistics facilities. So 80,000 square feet, 100,000 square feet of large facilities. Um, we put um, panels on top of those. And then through the community solar pr program, uh, the power generated by those goes into nearby communities for people to subscribe to. So that's really the the brilliance of community solar, especially here in New Jersey, is New Jersey's the most densely populated state in the nation. And that means we have a lot of industrial facilities, uh, a lot of warehouses, um, and also self-storage places, uh, self-storage facilities. And what, we, uh, what we've seen is that we 
use those rooftops as real assets to the community in the clean energy economy. Um, as uh, New Jersey Board of Public Utilities President Joe, Joe Fiordalisa likes to say, New Jersey is the Saudi Arabia of, of commercial rooftop solar just because we have so much potential out here. Mm. They also preserves our precious open space too, um, which is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, what we have in rooftops, we lack in open space. And what what's great about the, the model here is that we are preserving the open space while taking advantage of an untapped resource. Yeah, I was wondering, I was, do you think that that's sort of the, the way of going forward? Obviously, a lot of the, you know, just readily available open spaces are, you know, there's might be plenty still left in you know, Iowa or Nebraska, but, you know, those are quickly filling up, uh, you know, in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York and, and New Jersey and things like that. Um, does that sort of seem like the way forward is sort of, you know, distributing, you know, smaller projects on rooftops and things like that? Does that sort of seem like the the natural way forward at this point? Especially I think I mean, a lot of your guys' recent projects are in North Jersey, you know, South Jersey yeah. might be a little bit more empty, but North Jersey is, there's not a lot of empty space left, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, I do think what it what it represents nationally is an untapped potential that that we haven't looked at before. Um, it's funny when we talk about solar, you know, when I talk about it with you know friends and family who aren't familiar with what what we do, I think when they think about solar, they think about residential solar and they're thinking about putting one or two panels on the rooftop of a home, or they think about, um, you know, large ground installations. Uh, I come from Indianapolis mm -hmm. and I drive out to the airport there. And, um, you know, there are there's huge ground mounted installations right around there because there's lots of open space. Um, but there is even more potential uh, for rooftop solar on large commercial facilities. And it's great because it also creates a distributed grid. And in New Jersey, where we have high flood risks in a lot of places too, putting those solar panels, you know, 50, 60 feet up above the ground is not a bad call either. So um, it, it really can create a lot of benefits, um, you know, nationally. If there are warehouses somewhere, there's an opportunity to create solar. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that kind of brings us up to the current day. Um, obviously, the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities released their uh, request for comments in the spring. Um, a lot of companies uh, put in their comments for how they'd like to see this uh, program shaped. But just the fact that they released that in the spring speaks to the success. I think they were they were planned a third pilot year, if I remember correctly, um, and just had runaway success the first two years and decided to just kind of bump it up a year and move forward to um, getting a permanent program in place. Uh, I was wondering if Solar Landscape uh, put in any comments um, or if, if you guys have just been mulling over how you, you're hoping to see this permanent program come together and, and yeah, just what your thoughts are on that at the moment. Sure. I think that the, the overarching idea is that we can do more and we can do it very, very soon mm. in New Jersey. Uh, what we have seen is that there is both supply and demand uh, to create even more community solar capacity in the very, very near future. Um and but that kind of shakes out into three subsections, right? And the first is that the permanent program could maximize the potential of community solar in New Jersey. Um, we're we've publicly advocated for in those comments for at least 300 megawatts annually. Um, we still have a lot of ground to cover compared to some of our other um, states, like our neighboring state in New York. Uh, earlier this year, just announced they got to uh, one gigawatt mm. of of 
community solar capacity. So we still have a ways to go, mm. um, you know, but when you pair that kind of capacity with the climate justice and environmental justice piece of this, it's, it's really powerful. Uh, the second piece is that uh, what we're really advocating for is a program that continues to prioritize high quality projects that get done. Um, and you do that through the competitive scoring rubric you were talking about earlier, Colt. Like if you, um, by, by truly analyzing and taking a look at the numbers of what people are submitting and asking, does this project have community support? Is there already a roof that it's leased out to go on? Um, and where, to whom is exactly is the power going to go uh, and score that? That's the best way to make sure that those projects get done in a timely way and that you're actually promoting the clean energy equity uh, mm -hmm. that, the, that the program's designated to do. And the third piece is reducing the barrier for low to moderate income households to subscribe. Um, and you do that by empowering them to self-attest to their low to moderate income status rather than creating more administrative hoops or requirements in terms of when they subscribe. Um, because, I mean, it's like anything else when you subscribe online, you know, if there's an extra thing that you have to do, if there's an extra document you have to share or upload, that just reduces the number of people who are gonna use it. So enabling people to self-attest to low, their low to moderate income status reduces the barriers to participation among the people who, you know, we're, we're really trying to be inclusive of. Yeah. And obviously you guys had a big mark saying that, you know, we could do up to, I guess, 300 megawatts a year uh, in New Jersey. Um, I was wondering uh, sort of what your guys' personal pipeline looks like at this point, or if you you have a couple number of companies that you're in talks with, or just sort of what you have in the background, if you're, if you're ready to, to bid in, say, I think they said they're looking to uh, release the straw proposal um, with, you know, sort of the aggregate of the comments from companies um, in the third quarter. So that could be coming soon. Mm -hmm. Um and then, or, you know, obviously within a month and a half or so. Um, so yeah, I guess, are you guys ready to, to bid in for the next round? If that comes quickly, if that comes within the, yeah. A hundred percent. We're ready yeah. to, uh, to create submissions. We've been working really hard with community partners, mm -hmm. uh, municipal leaders, um, and the commercial real estate leaders uh, who have really kind of taken the charge on community solar in New Jersey. Uh, companies like uh, Principal and Heitman and Extra Space Storage, mm -hmm. um, all of these, uh, you know, all of them have really kind of um, understood and embraced the value that community solar can bring. Um, you know, in the commercial real estate field, you hear a lot about, you know, people's about companies' ESG goals and, you um, What's great about community solar is it empowers those commercial real estate leaders to um, not only achieve the E, the environmental in ESG, but also the S, the social in ESG. Uh, by participating in community solar, they get to promote workforce development. Um, they can help, um, you know, part of this is also about clean energy education. And so by participating in this, they're also helping in really a whole host of the social impacts that can make ESG so compelling, but also can make it complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that should be good for now. I, I, I wanted to see if you might be able to talk a little bit about um, 
sort of the projects from last year they're now getting under construction recently that we had talked about um how did yeah. you guys connect with extra space and sort of how did you guys work through to you know to find these rooftops and sort of pair them together with community solar and yeah how'd that come together yeah first i mean uh, a huge shout out to extra space storage and their uh continued leadership within the self-storage uh uh, industry um, because we we worked with them there are a lot of extra space storage facilities in New Jersey um, and earlier in August uh, we just announced completing construction on the very first one we were thrilled to be joined by uh, by uh, BPU president Joe Fiordaliso as well as uh, Jane Cohen of um, Governor Murphy's administration uh, to, to celebrate this and that what was great about that was um, not only was communities or not only was extra space storage willing to host the solar panels, they were also willing to host the event. Mm -hmm. And what you see when you do an event like that is it really does bring all the community together. Community solar, I say it all the time, community solar is a team sport. And in order for it to work, you have to pull in community leaders and workforce development you have to bring in community leaders and in the environmental side, uh, working with uh, what we call in New Jersey, the green teams, which are part of sustainable Jersey um, here. And when you pull in all of those people, literally <laughs> under one tent, uh, when we had our event, it's fun to see the connections get made um, as just as you, you know, you make the connections when it comes to, uh, to community solar and, and providing energy into the grid. Um, so that, project with extra space storage is going to be the first of 10 um, in the community solar year two um, project in New Jersey with extra space storage. So we're really looking forward to, um, to doing all of the other ones there. Um, and over, and at the end of the day, thanks to extra space storage, we'll be providing clean energy to um, more than 1400 homes in New Jersey, um, the majority of those will be uh, underserved homes, low to moderate income households that wouldn't have been had access to clean energy before. And that's a real testament to the to the clean energy or to the community solar pro project here in New Jersey. Absolutely. Well, I got to ask too, um, are you guys in touch with anyone from the BPU or anyone uh, from, you know, other community solar uh, developers in the state uh, about sort of what's been going on with the straw proposal. If, if you guys have heard any rumblings about, you know, you guys obviously have some hopes, other people have hopes they want, you know, uh, stricter guidelines for the rubric, like you had said, um, not stricter, but you know, airtight. You want to make sure, sure. that the projects yeah. are uh, going to actually make it to, uh, to the grid. Absolutely. Um, have you guys heard any rumblings for, from, you know, the process at this point over the summer and how it's coming? Uh, I mean, we hear only the, 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 like Will Rogers used to say, the, uh, all we know is what's in the papers. <laughs> um, so um, that's really the only rumblings. We're looking forward to the straw proposal, but we're also very much looking forward to being able to submit these new projects. And that really gets to the, the point of that we can do more and we can do it sooner. Um, there's supply and demand out there. And, uh, you know, there's really two pieces of this puzzle, Colt. One is uh, the permanent program and the straw proposal for that. Um, but the other one is uh, requesting submissions for the next round of those. And if we can do that in parallel, or if we can do it in a way that really makes sure that we can get more panels up sooner, the more people will be able to use clean energy as part of our uh, the, the state's continued momentum toward uh, a clean energy economy. 
Definitely. And I got to ask too, um, just because it's sort of the, the topic of the day, how do you see sort of energy storage fitting into New Jersey's uh, community solar space? Have you guys dabbled in that at all? Or do you have plans to or sort of what's your feeling on that at the moment? Uh, we are looking, you know, it is certainly an important part of, you know, both community solar and the clean energy uh, economy. And we are uh, looking into that for projects when it makes the most sense. So um, it's storage is always going to be a part of it of how we build out a more resilient, more uh, clean energy grid. Um, and we're, we're looking forward to, uh, to being a part of that as well. Absolutely. I think that should be a, a good place to leave it, Brendan. Thanks so much for uh, joining me and chatting about New Jersey Community Solar. And uh, hopefully we get to uh, chat again when the uh, straw proposal is out or, you know, when the uh, permanent program is put together. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Cole. Yeah. Thanks so much. And uh, for the listeners, uh, tune in next time to NPM Interconnections. Thank you.